It's, it's what you would rather, wouldn't it? Is it? What, what would you the rather is, have? What would you rather have? Yeah, bagel. Bagel. This yeah. is the thing, bro. I was doing this quiz. I was like, we've talked about this. We've talked about this stuff. But how does it, what does it relate to our muffin life? Our muffin. Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we do here is go back, 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 back. episode of the Bros and Brews podcast coming to at you on a Sunday evening. It's about 5.19pm and the, um, the, the confusion in my brain is not just around the slightly weird time of day and day of the week. It's, it's just a, it's a space of pure exhaustion. It's been a very, very <laughs> long day, a long weekend and a long week for me. Um, and, and we come to the end of it all and try and stimulate some creative, some intellectual discussion. And I just hope over the next 90 minutes, I can pull myself through it and, and do this thing. And despite all that tiredness, I'm absolutely here and, and ready to have a chat. And Matt, how are you, mate? How are you going? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. I'm well. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. I'm, I'm glad you're here. And we, hey, we'll, 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 we'll liven it up as we go. <laughs> um, but no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, honestly, uh, not too much to complain about. Um, I mean, oh, I guess, you know, wh- one thing that happened this week, obviously, is we kind of introduce everyone to this episode is um we did go into another lockdown here in uh here in new zealand well at least auckland went into another lockdown level three um and yeah that was that kind of happened pretty much straight after recording last week's episode so we didn't report on that at all um and yeah went into lockdown for three days uh auckland did and there were yeah there were there were three cases that were announced on the sunday and then we came out of it midnight Wednesday and Thursday. We were into level two, rest of New Zealand into level one, and haven't really heard anything more of it. I think only I think well, three more cases came up um, from from those. So yeah, look, I mean, it just goes to show you the you know the response that New Zealand has when we're we're still dealing with coronavirus, and you know a lot of people are up in arms about the three days, but. Gosh, I mean, three days is nothing. You look at the res- how how some of these other countries are having to do theirs. So, yeah, I, I got I um locked myself in my apartment for three days and just kind of chilled out, which was which was quite nice, which was quite nice. I must I must say. Um, and then yeah, and then back into work and I've finished my time uh, working at Newmarket now, so I'm no longer working at Newmarket. I'm I'm working in town, so for the next three weeks I'll be able to walk to work and walk from work, which I must say I love. I love that feeling. Um, so yeah, that's 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 where I'm at. A, a, a rest at the start of the week, and here I am into my weekend on a Sunday. Yeah, I was I was thinking it was a nice little couple of days off off for you obviously yeah. for good for good reason but, uh, but i yes, messaged yes. matt on the, the sunday i was like oh so no work for you tomorrow and then i went oh wait you have monday off and then i went and you'll have tuesday wednesday little long weekend little so long i can weekend. see why you, you wouldn't be complaining but obviously it's <laughs> it's good that we've we've moved out of that and precautions were were taken and and, and hopefully it's not a, a big significant thing that there was a time where we we feared it it possibly might have been mm, um yeah, yeah yeah this week has been so 
hectic man so busy at least from my end of things yeah tell uh, me tell me it, it's funny i was sitting down to do some some notes for this episode and and i looked over to the other side of of the notebook from last week's episode and at the top it says how are you tired and then for today's episode i was like well that kind of still applies how are you tired uh yeah it's been a really long long day uh because i participated in the wellington round the bays today uh myself and and three uh close friends chris jared and and hamish who you all you know very well from Mm -hmm, our mm -hmm. our november running team we we teamed up again to do uh round the bays the 10k as a fundraiser for i am hope which is a fantastic uh, mental health charity uh, driven sort of by by Mike King here in New Zealand. And they do a lot of fantastic stuff. One of the great things they do is they have a 24-7 free mental health uh, line if you if you ever want to talk to someone. Um, so that is something that I did want to mention today just at, at the top. Obviously, uh, without advocating for, for positive mental health practices, uh, I Am Hope here in New Zealand is a fantastic service. And yeah, we did the 10K as part of fundraiser for them today. Um, we got on board with a few Wellington businesses, uh, Lafare, uh, the lab, uh, BPM and Crema construction who were kind enough to, to donate significantly to our fundraiser. And we do still have a give a little going at the moment. Um, so yeah, that was all this morning. We belted out a 10 K and the sort of the, the thing that we were going for was, was talking about sort of strength and numbers and, and being, stronger together than than as individuals so we did the 10k tied together with uh elastic and as little time to your week and what you were talking about is that the elastic was left over from my mum's mask making supplies so oh, we <laughs> we have have the covid mask making to to think for our our bountiful stash of elastic um and yeah the four of us ran the 10k uh, we didn't really know how it was going to work. We'd done one test run with three out of the four of us, sort of trimmed the elastic down to the size that we thought would work, about like a meter loose between us, which uh, would have stretched out to about two meters if need be. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But a lot of people do around the base, man. It was, I think, well over 10,000 people. Not all of those what doing the, heck? the the 10K. I think yeah. closer to like three or four thousand but still when you're all jam-packed outside frank kits and and you know getting ready to to start this process it makes you think ah this is not going to be as easy as as the <laughs> thursday evening where we kind of trundled along oriental yeah, three of us yeah, going yeah. oh this will be fine so yeah there was a bit of a bit of dodging required the uh, jared and myself were on the outside which we hadn't really planned it just kind of happened that way and so we sort of had to lead being like, all right, we're going to fill that space, and everyone sort of tries <laughs> shift to the right. Or oh, we're going to we're going to fill that space. There were a few times where people, we would be running behind them, and they would kind of slow down oh. and end up being kind of in the middle of the four of us. And thankfully, we didn't hurt anyone. There Good. was one sticky moment with a photographer where he sort of saw us coming and and knelt down to take a photo, and and because he knelt down, we could easily sort of take the elastic over him but then he stood up as we're about to run past so so we almost we almost uh, decapitated a a lovely photographer (laughs) but he was okay and he laughed out of it while we ran along and we also had i am hope wristbands which we were sort of biffing at at volunteers and stuff it was a lot of fun man it was really good i think our big mistake was that we needed to go further up at the start 
because they they kind of have signs indicating like 15 minute runners here 60 minute runners here to try and get people in some sort of running order and i think because we were tied together with elastic we thought well we should probably be quite far back but Actually, that didn't really affect our running speed, and the mm. four of us are relatively fit. Oh, I, you, yes, you are. Yes, um, I, I can, I can, I can say that when I went for a run with you guys, I was, uh, if I was tied to you, I would very much be the anchor of the squad. So uh, I'm glad you guys could keep the pace. We'd be still. dragging you along. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should have, we should have probably gone like I don't know, 500 people further forward. Yeah, because yep. going around Waitangi Park papa that area was very congested but thankfully it sort of opened up over the race and yeah we we had a lot of fun um we're, we're still raising money i think we're well on our way to four thousand dollars at the moment so thank you if you're a listener and you contributed to the cause um and yeah i i'm still shattered because i attempted a nap this <laughs> afternoon didn't happen um i i engaged with the nap but my brain was actually too busy focusing on on the podcast that we were going to record. So, <laughs> I'm I'm very certain that when I go home tonight, my body is just going to absolutely yep. uh, cark it. But it's been a busy week generally, to be honest. I've I've as you move your way slowly out of work, I'm slowly moving my way into work, and and something I, I probably I wouldn't bother going into today. But having not worked a sort of consistent job freelancing consulting that sort of stuff it's been a long week of of pre 7 a.m wake-ups and and getting my body used to that is, is something that yeah it's yeah. gonna take some gonna take some <laughs> time but but i'm i'm feeling chirpy uh it's great to be here and and i i can't can't wait for for what this this episode is is going to entail but yeah round the bays i am hope it's a fantastic mental health charity and if you're listening you can probably find it via somewhere i might we might pop it in the bio on the the rosebrews podcast for the next week or so uh if anyone wants to to donate to what is a fantastic uh mental health course um that's me man that's why i'm so 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 tired and bleary-eyed and what was actually really funny during the run is there were a few like volunteers for Inter Islander, who's one of the one of the sponsors, and there were these four guys, sort of our age, and one of them was holding a placard that had a boat on it that said "Yes, boy," spelt with a U, and so as we ran past, I yelled out like "Yes, boy," and they <laughs> they were like, "Oh yeah, those boys are hungover," and I was like, "Actually, no, we were no, all in bed by no. ten o'clock last night, but now <laughs> I feel hungover." <laughs> it's funny they were in a spot where we ran past them twice on the way out at around eight k, and on the way back into the the finish line around the the nine k mark. Um, and they saw us again, and they, they were like, get these boys some beers, and I was like, there we are, that's it, <laughs> that's, that's it. what we need. That's what I um, want. <laughs> but I think, I think even a even a sip of the good stuff would, would put me on my pillow at the moment, so there will mm, certainly mm. be no no beers tonight. Um, oh, nice. Hey, that's been that. my manic day and my manic week, bro. Mean, mean, honestly, that's so cool, bro, that's so cool. And, and I mean, you know, the fact of just getting out, you know, being with mates, and but just the cause as well, you know, so yeah, everyone listening, once again, help out over the next week or so if you can um and yeah you know how much we advocate for mental health on this podcast by um for what we do and what we've talked about back in november so love that bro love 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 that mahi man um yeah that's yeah a a lot more active than my week i must say (laughs) 
oh look every week is more active there's nothing you can do where the when the government tells you stay inside stay inside and true and true you can cut laps uh, across your bedroom but having seen your bedroom and recorded a podcast from there it, yep it's uh not, it's not, about a lot, a, not a lot of space it's about a four minute dash across but <laughs> but uh, appropriate to talk about a four minute dash considering what the main topic is for this week but not mm-hmm. quite not yet qu- not quite not quite yet before <laughs> we get to that uh it's it's as it's one of our our weeks where we're deep diving on on a topic for an hour or so it's appropriate for us to to lead in with something completely different, something way out of it, just to, to clear your head uh, before we, we dive in on, on our chosen topic for this weekend. As we did th- three episodes mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. Uh, we started this this segment of, of taking a random BuzzFeed quiz question and and seeing, using it as a weird way of exploring random stuff about Matt and my uh, personality. <laughs> And I have the honours this week, my friend. Hey. I have the honours of, of unpacking your personality via completely arbitrary, uh, random, random things. And, and <laughs> what I like about doing these is, as early on, I don't know what episode it was of the Bros Brews podcast, but one of the, the first sort of serious things we went into was doing Myers Bricks to yes. start looking into our, our personalities and, and how we feel about things. And I think that's been a, a baseline for a lot of the things we've talked about mm. how we feel about certain things in, in society and about our personality and i like that we can not take that too seriously as well and and go to the the wonderful philosophical powers of buzzfeed to <laughs> to explore what it means to be us and last week of course we we what was the i remember we were figuring out what harry potter wand we were but yep. what were the questions from what were the it was what to the answer these questions to to figure out what kind of wand, what your wand call would be. You picked it, bro. I can't even remember. Well, what was it? As in, I, I, I think I literally just wrote Harry Potter in, in BuzzFeed. So oh, it was just random questions, wasn't it? It was yeah, just pick yeah. one of these four things. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yeah. It I was see. like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, it was like, yeah one, of, yeah, one of these four things. And then remember there was the old uh, weird photo that I had to try and describe to you. Ah, yes. And the, made yes. for compelling, compelling audio. Com- yeah, and, yeah. and there's more of the same. So get excited. <laughs> okay, okay. This week, for you... The topic of the quiz to really unpack who you are as a person is answer 10 seemingly random questions and we'll reveal what kind of muffin matches your vibe. <gasps> Ooh. I, I mean, muffins. food, yep. personality, yep. two things that we like to blend on the show. Love so it. I thought, I thought, why not? And the reason I actually chose this one, because I've done a few, you know, not all BuzzFeed quizzes are equal. This one I thought actually asked some decent questions okay and i found when i did it that the muffin i was presented with i was quite happy with and i thought was was fairly accurate so i'm excited to see if these questions can can give you a a uh an equally suitable muffin are you ready for the quiz i am ready for my muffin excellent question (laughs) one how would you describe yourself introvert anti-social extrovert social introvert or extrovert uh i'm tossing up between social introvert and then just straight up extrovert mm. uh might seem you know i've kind of we've talked about this before of the kind of bordering i consider myself an extroverted introvert so i guess that would be a social introvert wouldn't it yeah i i think that's what got me excited about this the first question i was like oh social introvert i yeah. like that we've talked about that before we have 
You happy to lock it in? Social introvert, please. Let's keep ticking. Do you like animals? I'm obsessed in caps. They're pretty great. Some are okay. Ha, no. (laughs) Um, I would say I'm not obsessed, but they're pretty great. Animals are pretty great. Pretty great. Alrighty. What would you rather have for breakfast? Bagels, toast, oatmeal, or cereal? Oh, Novus. Um, I mean, cereal is very on topic at the moment, but I honestly do love a bagel. Mm-hmm. It's it's what you would rather, wouldn't it? Is it? What, what would you the rather question is, have? What would you rather have? Yeah, bagel. Bagel. This yeah. is the thing, bro. I was doing this quiz. I was like, we've talked about this. We've talked about this <laughs> stuff, but how does it... What does it relate to our muffin lifestyle? A muffin, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, question four. Which of these fruits do you like the best? Apple, pineapple, watermelon, mango. Mango, all the way, 100%. Mangoes for mangoes. Yep. Very good, very good. I'm sure that will have had played a significant part in your muffin. Uh, <laughs> what's your favorite time of day? Morning. It's got a picture of a steaming cup of some hot beverage. Uh, Late at night, pictures of cars on the road with sort of neon city lights. Uh, Noon, and it has a beautiful rainbow over a nice blue sky with some trees. Or super early morning, which has what I think is a a woman sitting on kind of a park bench at sort of mountain level looking over at the, the sunrise coming up. So morning, late at night, noon, or super early morning. Ooh, I would go late, late at night. Late at night. Yep. He's I'm in. a night owl. Pick an animal. Rowdy raccoon, happy horse, cuddly cat, energetic dog. Oh. <laughs> now, you said they're pretty great. You didn't say I'm obsessed, so you can't get yeah. too excited about the animal question. No, I know. Uh, I'm sorry, Angel, uh, as I slowly stare at her, but I'm going to have to go energetic dog. <sighs> it is a golden retriever puppy so oh, i think yeah, definitely pretty, yeah think... definitely energetic dog but mm-hmm. angel doesn't she's, she's fine that's all right <laughs> what she doesn't know won't hurt her although <laughs> she probably does know uh this sentence is a lie that's the quiz question this sentence is a lie okie dokie yes it is no it isn't shut up this question is a lie this sentence is a Sen- lie the sentence is a lie. And your choice of answers is okie dokie. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. And shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. <laughs> may or may not have been my answer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and which of these would you rather be? Centaur? Satyr? Fairy? Or elf? Oh. Out of those, centaur, centaur, centaur. yeah, half man, give me half, half man, horse. half horse, yeah, yeah. I'm not and an elf. I'm not an elf. All right, two more questions to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you rather binge a show, watch a movie, read a book, or go out? Uh, b- uh binge a show. Binge a show. Some good yep. options there, but yes, I think that's yes. probably yeah. Probably it would either most yeah that or act- movie, but yeah, binge a show. Not tempted by book. Mm, uh, you do love you love a book. You love a novel. Uh, yeah, I love I love a, a long book. Read. Love some paper. A <laughs> <laughs> question number ten it says: Finally, pick a number: two, five, 
infinity or three that is a random set that's what i thought numbers they all seem i was like where's the variance yeah i was like where's it going five infinity or three i mean just to be uh, to be honest two five and three aren't any of my numbers so it'd have to be infinity interesting yeah because I didn't like any of the numbers either, but I I, I didn't I didn't you se- you settled it. with one. <laughs> Alrighty, well I have I have your muffin. Do you, yes. Based on your answers, do you think there's any sort of muffin that you think might reflect your personality? Not necessarily your favourite flavour, but but what do you think might be reflective of your quote yeah. unquote vibe? I would probably say like a savoury muffin. You know, interesting, interesting. I, I would either I would either say a savory muffin or actually I do like a real like uh, like a like a gooey chocolate like deep deep dark chocolate caramelly flaky like <laughs> just all the all the badness you can get. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to disappoint, but it's definitely not down there. Okay, into the no, spectrum. cool, sweet. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> According to BuzzFeed, uh, philosopher of all life and culture and personality, you are the blueberry muffin. A blueberry muffin. It says you protect, but if you have to, you attack. <gasps> you tend to keep things to yourself, and you like it that way. Yeah. You're full of surprises. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about what BuzzFeed has to say? about you matt the muffin yeah, matt the muffin is happy you know i i i mean it's it's funny you you know you in the sense of like horoscopes or like zodiac signs or whatever righty righty right you read some things and you're like yeah i can i can i can see that what, what you just said that i can so see that in the sense of protecting i would way rather protect someone but if i need to attack i will attack um and i've always said that as well which is really weird a blueberry muffin i wouldn't have necessarily picked blueberry muffin but if that's the description i'm getting with the blueberry muffin i'm taking it and i like the idea that you aren't the muffin that you want to eat i mean there's mm. something this is this you are that's, what you eat saying yeah in the- this case you are not what you eat you are something slightly different, and that's okay. And that's okay, and which that's really okay. rolls off the tongue, I think. Mm, mm, mm. I, I, I must say, I do, I, I don't mind a blueberry muffin. Not my go-to, but I don't mind it. If it, if it's done well, yeah. it can be really satisfying. So true, so true. Um, my answers. Yeah, what are yours? You're interested. Tell me. Yeah, so, please. how do you describe yourself? I went social introvert. Yep. I think possibly the Myers Briggs has implied I'm an extrovert, but but I really liked. Maybe mm. it's just how I was feeling today. I was like, I really like what that's saying. So I went yeah, for that. Animals pretty great. Uh, nice. Bagels. We were three from three. And I thought, oh my God, wow, three this is going to be really not that interesting if BuzzFeed <laughs> says we're the exact same muffin. <laughs> but thankfully, we parted ways at the fruits. And I said pineapple instead of Ooh. mango. Yep, thought about choice. mango. But recently, I've I've been having a few mangoes. And you know what? They're just such a bitch to like cut open you have to like remove the skin and you you're like it's sort of you have to scoop it out and there's something about a pineapple yep. you just cut off the sides and you chop it up and you go you just cut it in thank yep, you yep, yep. thank you pineapple um favorite time of day initially i clicked late at night and then i thought mm-hmm. i don't think that's true anymore i think i used to be a night owl but not anymore so i switched it uh, and this was during, just not after more questions and after my muffin. I, I clicked late at night and they thought, no. And I went super early morning. Now, wow. I don't think I'm a, a very, very early morning person, as I said earlier on. But in terms of my favorite time of 
day, if I'm up at that time, oh, I always okay. really, really enjoy that time. Yep. Like I the sunrise, it's all still. I vibe it. Nice. Um, pick an animal. I went happy horse. Oh. Last time I saw a horse was earlier, uh, well, actually end of last year around Christmas time. Saw a horse when Fran and I were in, in the Hawke's Bay. Insisted we jump out of the car, fed it some grass. It was a happy horse. And I oh. frankly didn't want to leave. So... Happy That's horse. beautiful. Happy horse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this sentence is a lie. Shut up. And which of these would you rather be? Tossed up between a few and eventually landed on fairy. Ooh. Because I think people would like to, and this is me playing some games, I think people would presume I would go elf. Some people might even think of me as an elf. True. But I thought, you know, I don't think elves have that much fun. And I thought, like, very serious like, creatures, what? aren't they? Very serious. And I thought, fairies. Fairies are having a great old time, and Fun. I don't Mischief. think male fairies get enough love. So mm. I ferried it. Uh, I do believe in the in show, fairies. the movie, the book going out. I went read a book. Yep. Again, not necessarily what I do do, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that's probably what I would rather do. Rather be doing. Yep. And finally, picking a number, I'm the same as you, man. None of those numbers hit me. I tend to yeah. be an even-numbered kind of a person. Love four, love an eight. Uh, seven also great. I, although I do love a seven. Tr- everyone loves seven. So, yeah, true. But four and eight are, are big ones for me. And so, for some reason, in the end, I locked up three. I thought huh. two, bit too cutesy coupley. Five, sort of maybe a bit too big of a group. Infinity, I was like, is infinity a number or is it a concept? And three, I went, well, you know what? The The... The theory of three with photography and and having three things always always looks nice and hanging out in a trio. So I went for three. Nice. I I, I like that reasoning. And all these things led for me to be the apple cinnamon muffin. Oh, <laughs> I love an apple yeah. cinnamon muffin, but I don't eat them that often. It's yeah, the kind yeah, of thing yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I've never known anyone to bake an apple cinnamon muffin, but back on the yep. day when I was at like a supermarket and looking at them all, and I was like, oh, chocolate, but maybe a bit too rich. Blueberry, maybe a little bit boring. And then I went apple cinnamon. And it says, do I even need to say anything? You're Karak, and you know it. You like to go, go, go. But don't forget to relax and take it easy. Wow. And Wow, buzzfeed. I- I mean, I'd never stop, bro. I need to stop. I need to chill out. (laughs) Many people in my life have told me I need to learn to relax more. And I looked at this apple cinnamon muffin. I went, yes. And I looked at the reasoning and I went, damn, maybe they do know something. (laughs) That's amazing. That's so cool. Uh, I'm also not going to forget that uh, you just called my blueberry muffin boring, but that's fine. No, no, um, that was me oh, back no, in no, the no. day as oh, a okay. kid. As a kid, uh, see, you've, I we've grown choose, now, haven't you? Yeah, I yeah. would choose a blueberry muffin over a chocolate <laughs> muffin any day now. Yeah, nice. Because, nice, nice, nice. because I, I find muffins generally too sweet. But back in the day, when you're at a supermarket and you're mm, looking at the mm. muffin section and you just go, mm, maybe, maybe not for me. Maybe not. But you're not a boring blueberry muffin. <laughs> no, I'll that's take okay. a blueberry muffin any, right. any day. It's okay, got fruit good. in it. Apple cinnamon's got fruit in it. True. We're in the same we're in the, the same. Cinnamon with the little park. bit of the, the little bit of spice. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like. I like but, it. But yeah, BuzzFeed really, really came through in the, wow. in the muffin game. And that's what amazing. Was the, let me find the title of it. I I, I love how oh, it, true. Oh, what did it say? People, it said, please please do it in post and just let us know what muffin you are. Answer 10 seemingly random, <laughs> seemingly random questions. 
and we'll reveal what kind of muffin matches your vibe. And then it says as the subtitle, we can't all get chocolate chip. Man, chocolate chip. Now, now that is boring. Chocolate yeah, chip I agree. is boring. Um, but seeing as we have time, there was one other little quiz that I did really quickly and thought it wasn't long enough to do. But again, it came up with okay. the right answer. And I just Ooh. want to blitz through really quickly. Let's do it. Let's do it. This, this quiz is, can we guess your favorite color based on your McDonald's order? Now, oh, interesting. remind the people, what is your favorite color? Uh, my favorite color would be like a like a like a green, uh, a green? Uh, like a, I'd say like a forest green. Very mm-hmm. not yeah, like a, it has to be like a deep kind of nature green of some sort. Yeah, deep nature green. Okay, again, the reason I want to do this is because I did the quiz and they got it right, and I want wow. to see if lightning can strike twice. So, okay. what's for breakfast? Hash brown, mighty McMuffin, which from the pictures seems to have bacon, egg, maybe more bacon, <gasps> Ooh, the sausage muffin. patty. I think it's like the big breakfast muffin. Yeah, yeah. Bacon and egg McMuffin, sausage and egg McMuffin, or no thanks. So hash brown and everything McMuffin, a bacon and egg McMuffin, a sausage and egg McMuffin, or no thanks. I'd probably go sausage and egg McMuffin. Boom, sausage and egg. And also I should say, I did a couple of no thanks. So don't be afraid of the no thanks. If oh, it okay, invite. true, true. I do like a McMuffin though. Uh, what burger, mate? I don't know why they put the mate on. I don't know if it's like aimed at Australians. Australian. Anyway, <laughs> Big Mac, McChicken, Barbecue, Bacon Angus, McOz, or McVeggie, or no, no, uh, Mc, McChicken. I love McChicken? a Big Mac, but a McChicken is is I always have a McChicken. McChicken is a side, fries, donut balls, chicken nuggets, apple slices, nah, <laughs> fries all the way, fries all the way, fries all the way. Drink? Question mark. Cheers! Exclamation mark. Coke, <laughs> pop tops, apple juice. So yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, McDonald's via mcdonalds.com.au. That's okay. Diet Coke, water, or none. So Coke, apple juice, Diet Coke, water, or none. Uh, I wish it was none, but it would have to be a Coke, unfortunately. Coke, that's okay, that's okay. And lastly, <laughs> room for dessert, soft serve cone, cookies, apple pie, frappe, brackets, any flavor, or no. <laughs> Is there a sundae in there? No, just soft serve cone, cookies, apple pie, or frappe. Uh, then no. No, I like it. Show some restraint if they don't have what you get. Exactly. Now, I'm going to do this slightly differently than I did before. My answers were hash brown, McChicken, fries, no drink, no dessert, and Ooh. I got blue green. So I, oh. I'm the uh, green was in there. Yeah. But let's see if your different ordering has also somehow ended you up at green. In, at green. Hit no drum roll. BuzzFeed doesn't know what they're talking about. Orange oh. or red and yellow. You're oh. very kind and have a warm heart. True. You True. like helping others. True. True. But you can also sometimes have a hot temper. True. Mm, well, maybe. Yeah, but that doesn't just doesn't come out. Doesn't come out much. You know, it's yeah. there. It's there. Yeah. But it doesn't doesn't really doesn't happen. No, one from two, BuzzFeed. One from two. Everything. Sorry, BuzzFeed. But but you the muffins the muffins were muffins, muffins good. pretty good muffins Mac is pretty no. good. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed doing those. That's bro. cool. I, I enjoyed yeah. doing them by myself and being like, I wonder what he'll get. And then now <laughs> genuinely using it as an and then to be like, does it know? Does does this random website know anything about you? No, no. But but folks, figure out what kind of muffin you are, and that sort of self reflection might lead you into a, a more peaceful place in the world where you can can accurately reflect reflect reflect. There reflect. we are. That's around the base coming in. Yeah, it's reflect. Coming the vibe of your personality. I can't wait for you the next one you choose, man. Seriously. Oh, it might be it. my new favorite thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if 
anyone gives two hoots, but it's it's my new favorite thing about this show. Oh, and it will it will continue to happen, continue to happen, and until the the next wait. Um, and a, a beautiful beautiful tasting, just uh, leading us into to what this episode is going to be. And a, a, as as you all know now, the the format and what we are doing with this, we're going to be talking about something uh, very deeply at the moment and deeply to the point of something that we're both very uh just very passionate about in in completely different areas of of what it is and i mean just just to say it straight up now it's uh it's sports it's just encompassing just sports in general um there has forever been many forms of many different apparatuses and sized balls and numbers of teams and times and 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 all of this and ruddy ruddy rah but yeah we basically just wanted today just to commit some time to talking about it and in, in past episodes we've talked about um specific events and things happening but for this next you know hour and a bit or or under we just want to kind of just yeah talk about sports <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of the deep dive episodes that we've done in the past have been on on potentially more more serious type topics and i think we also want to talk about things that relate to our personalities and and i guess community and the country we live in and society mm. and and mm. the way that it, it works and i think the more we've discussed this idea of doing a sports episode the more we've realized how significant a player sports can be in society i mean especially you look at new zealand as a country we are yeah we're really sports focused i would say america's similar australia is as well there's certain other countries in the world that possibly it, it isn't such a big thing for them but sports events take over the news in new zealand and mm-hmm. for some people it makes complete sense and for some people they've never quite understood why we should care care at all some people don't care about sports at all and they just cannot understand why this sort of part of society is so obsessed over by certain people i think there's there's a real interesting question and discussion about why some people can go their whole lives as part of this community that loves this wider bracket of of games and activities and why some people just never quite clicks yeah um, and yeah. we haven't necessarily come in today to try and solve that question but trying to dive in underneath some of the things that make up sports and all the variations and and what it is about this country's obsession with sports and and why it matters so much to some people and and why it doesn't matter to, to so many people and and also i guess that the ties that sports has to other things we're passionate about pop culture and and film mm. and theater mm. and storytelling there's there's all of those elements that are involved in a sports narrative and and obviously sports is perhaps behind romance and maybe i don't know the concept of action as a genre sports is one of the great storytelling uh genres i guess because it's so there's such an easy narrative about this is how you frame a story of characters based around a sports team or sports action. And, and obviously there's, there's thousands more rom-com movies and romantic dramas and those kind of those films and TV shows and books than, than sports. But I'd argue that sports is really up there in terms of being able to tell effective stories, whether it be fictional or or based on real life sporting achievements. And, and that's how we thought we'd, we'd start getting in today is talking about some of our, our favorite 
sporting uh, films and we have arbitrarily decided to dive in and and pick our favourite three. So do you want to go first, bro? Do you want to share what your favourite three sports films are? Yeah, I, I, I can start. I can start. Um, yeah, my, my three are based on uh, two of them very much that I've just watched so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is a little bit more, I would say, critically acclaimed and yes. um, how what it was what it was doing kind of thing. Um, number one, straight up, uh, it was the 25th uh, anniversary uh, of this, this film the other day, uh, and that is Happy Gilmore. Ah. I love Happy Gilmore so much. Adam Sandler grew up watching him and yeah, Happy Gilmore was just the, I mean, it wasn't his first, but it was one that really kind of just blew it, blew him up into the stratosphere really. And Happy Gilmore is just so, it's funny, you know, it's about, you know, this guy that just doesn't know how to play golf, but can, man, can he smack a ball kind of thing. And yeah, just the comedy that ensues throughout that movie, I just absolutely love. Um, so Happy Gilmore, number one. Um, my next one, uh, it just so happens to be um, <laughs> Adam Sandler again, um, and that's The Longest Yard. Really? Yeah, man. I, I love The Longest yeah, Yard, man. I, yeah, I love The Longest Yard so much. Once again, you know, just prisoners beating the crap out of uh, security, well, guards, you know, and just that whole story kind of thing and his kind of narrative throughout the thing. The, but it's funny. It's just so funny. Um, I guess and- The Longest Yard probably fits in the sort of social justice genre I, i'm not sure if it's based on a true story i'm sure it would be because that concept of of prisoners playing guards and sports must have happened throughout history oh, also the adam yeah. sandler film is a remake of the original which i know a lot of people oh yes swear the orig- by yep. saying the original was better I, i've never seen it but i really really enjoyed the adam sandler version i think yeah. you're right there's something easily lovable about the kind of band of misfits against certain yep. people that are uh, other quote-unquote good guys but are clearly the quote-unquote bad guys, bad guys. So I, I haven't seen it in years but there was a, a period of my life where i was like long Yard is the best movie ever made so i'm, I'm so <laughs> there with you yo good 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 yeah so yeah those two um it's not until i look down right now i realized that it was adam sandler in both of those so i definitely have a thing for adam sandler a comedy Anyway, um, but my my last one is um, is Moneyball. Mm-hmm. I love Moneyball. It comes at sports at a completely different angle and what it was trying to do, and and baseball as well. Baseball is not a sport that I I follow like at all, really. Um, but watching Moneyball, Brad Pitt, uh, Jonah Hill, uh, Chris Pratt's in there as well. It's just a uh, great movie and i just love the the characters it's it's obviously slower than your your regular sports films you know um but just the kind of um uh i'm gonna i wanted to say brain power but that's not quite the word i was looking for it's a good movie so moneyball is is up there for me so cut to the chase moneyball is my number one Oh, boom. Moneyball is my number one favorite sports film. Nice. And I think what's interesting about the way you describe Moneyball is it's sort of a drama that just happens to focus on sports. Exactly. In the same way that The Longest Yard and Happy Gilmore are just comedies. Comedies with sports. Is the the front feature. Yeah. And you're right. Moneyball, for those who have never seen it before, is a story about uh, a a baseball team in America, I think set in the 
early 2000s and it's a story of, of kind of an underdog team and this real life person who came in to be the coach of, of I think it might be the Oakland A's. Yeah. Saying my favorite sports movie. It would not be very good if I got that wrong, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the guess. I think it's Oakland A's and this, this person, Billy Bean coming in as the coach and sort of assessing the team and the pieces they had and trying to figure out how to create a good team sort of based on statistics and analysis statistics, yeah. and Moneyball and the the kind of there's this word analytics applying statistics and, and science and data sets to sports is something that's really really emerged over the last uh, decade as being a new yeah. development in sports which I won't go into now because I think we'll come back to it later on but you're right it's it's this drama with phenomenal performances phenomenal phen- Fit, 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 phenomenal fin, writing fin, and it's a feel-good movie and it's yeah. an underdog story in a yep. sense without yep. the the traditional i guess trope of these guys suck and then they get good it's more of a crafting underdog story but mm. it's just brilliantly written and you get hooked in and it's one of those stories that in the amount of times i've rewatched it it's brilliant every time every because time. the writing yep. and the performances are so so good yeah. Highly recommend Moneyball to anyone, even if you hate sports, because it's the kind of film that afterwards, when the credits roll, you'll probably go, ah, I can understand why people get invested in this mm. kind of stuff. And you're right, mm. baseball, a sport I have no baseball. real nah. love or affection for, but you can't help but become into baseball in that, yep. that film. Uh, my number two film is one that we studied in English in secondary school, a classic kind of you know, everyone has those trope yeah, films yeah. that they trot out because they're good to analyze. But I have a nostalgic affection for this film and that's Remember the Titans. Oh, I love it. Yep. Nice. Nice. Just, uh, again, it's a social justice film because it's about mm-hmm. uh, segregation and integration in the States and the football team, uh, people from different races coming together and being forced to play as a team and then them struggling to get over that that integration. And then, of course, at the end, they start moving towards integration and they start winning. And yeah, quite a lot of cliche storytelling. But for me, I just remember watching that in school and I just have such an affection for uh, this this story that has a lot of actually people that went on to have really big careers denzel washington's denzel in it. washington yeah ryan gosling's in it uh as really you know really young within his career a few other people who i can't remember off the top of my head but remember the titans it's just one of those films that i haven't seen in, in ages but i yeah. know it's up there for me yeah nice and my third one perhaps more down the the happy gilmore the longest yard uh area is dodgeball Yo, <laughs> Dodgeball yeah, is yeah, such yeah, yeah. a great so good. movie. Uh, Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, a whole cast of people that are kind of bit players who you know turn up in movies. But what's interesting about Dodgeball for me is whenever I see an actor that was in that movie, I think of them as being from Dodgeball, Dodgeball? and from, from yeah. nothing else. Even Vince Vaughn, <laughs> for me, Vince Vaughn is from Dodgeball first and everything else in his career second and, and so forth. One of those cult classic films, I feel like for our age group, you know, if if you asked a 20 year old about Dodgeball, I don't think it probably, they would have ever seen it. Mm, I think mm. just our age group for whatever time it came out really hit home at what we thought was funny at the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And, and now if you rewatch it, where you remember what we thought was funny back then, 
but it's still funny because we get a different perspective on the jokes. And again, yep. an underdog story, um, the average Joe's, the average Joe's, uh, the, the average Joe's, what's the, <laughs> the, the, like the bad guys team called? Uh, the Cobras. The Cobras, the purple co- Cobras. What is that? Is that? That's absolutely <laughs> it. An iconic soundbite from, from sports comedy. Um, yeah, those three, Moneyball, so Remember good. the Titans, Dodgeball. And I think across the six movies that we've brought up really shows how sports can be a vehicle for so many different kinds of, of narratives. And Matt and I didn't share the, the story. So no, no. They're trying to, trying to say that's what we're, we're forcing. But, it, but it's true. You look at those six and completely across the spectrum of, of genre and style of you know everything from goofball comedy to, to serious drama – critically acclaimed drama but sports being a vehicle to to tell stories that are both meaningful and and light-hearted and yeah i guess it just blends to to the discussion about about why is sports such a big thing and and that got me into into wanting to ask the question like what to you at your best guess in 30 seconds what what defines a sport oh no um what defines a sport i mean a sport uh, i guess would have to be in any sense of like i would say like i mean because you know you can have sports that are like solo sports it's you hard know? It's, it's hard, hard there's so much there's team, so much variance you know, and that's why i'm solo, putting you on the spot yeah um like it can be physical um it doesn't necessarily have to it could be mental as well um it could be all of them at the same time um how do you define a sport it doesn't have to be outside um it could be inside uh i'll put you out of your misery that's a really good question because i remember in school um there was always you know a speech competition in most most years for english and a classic topic that got bandaged around every year and someone always did it was is chess a sport just every year someone did that and it was the same trotting out arguments it was like chess is athletic and these are other sports that like mental difficulty is required and for me chess not a sport it's a board game it's a hobby whatever but i think there is there is serious gray areas in there and you know an example that i thought of today was the america's cup is going on at the moment yep yep what is the line between a boat race and people who simply own a boat and sail it you know because yeah, I guess and, it's what well, I guess it's the per, it's the parameters of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I guess yeah. sport comes down to the competition factor of it. It's a versus, right? That yeah, that, that's a sport because you're right. If you're just sailing a boat, you're just sailing a boat. But if you have two boats on a course going towards a finish line, then that's a sport, right? Yeah, I think you've added a really good word to my very short list of trying to define it. Competition. <laughs> yep. I just wrote ball. Chances are, if it includes a ball, it's a sport. It's a sport. I put race because yep. I think a lot of non-ball sports, there's a concept of reaching a finish line. Mm. America's mm. Cup being an example, uh, swimming being an example, True. Uh, running Track. being an example, yep. and then I just wrote physical endurance or prowess. Yeah, because yeah, something yeah, like yeah. boxing doesn't have a ball. There's no finish line. You're not racing. Yes, it's competition. I think competition is overarching. But there's some sense of physical prowess. And I think yeah. sports probably tend to have, well, they all have at least one of those aspects and probably all have the competition. But sometimes it's um, 
a ball and physical prowess. Sometimes it's just a race. But yeah, today, yeah. actually, when I was trying to have my nap, this was going around my head. I was like, I've cracked the code of what a sport is. Balls, racing, physical prowess. <laughs> it's at least one of the three. One of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm I, not going to sleep. <laughs> Another one to chuck in there as well that I just thought of, like, um, um, boxing got me thinking of it, is, like, points. Oh, yeah. You know, like, boxing, you have to obviously score points or you can knock them out or, you know, TKO kind of thing. But you think the same of, like, shooting and archery. Mm. Points. Points-based, you know? Yeah, because those don't fit any of the bills of nah. balls not being involved. There's not a race. Yes, competition again. Great word by Competition. You. Scoring yeah. points. Yeah, is, scoring points. Is one that, again, covers a lot of different sports but we'll cover those those yeah what some people would consider niche sports which definitely definitely are and i was thinking about this in relation to today right when does sport crossover into just physical activity like today going for a run where there was a race with lots of people felt like a sporting thing but mm. if i just go for a run on a thursday evening by myself it sort of doesn't feel like sport it, it feels like exercise yeah you're doing yeah exactly it's you it's for yourself right like, yeah yeah I, guess, I mean we don't i guess we don't need to define everything specifically but <laughs> these questions have me i think are a good end to being like lots of sports are almost completely have nothing to do with each other if you take sport mm. uh say you take shooting and yep. basketball Mm-hmm. there's not really any similarities, right? It's very easy to look at uh, well, apart Australian rules and, well, well, well played. I see you've ruined my argument, you bastard. Shooting, yes. Oh, let me come up with another example. Yeah, no, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, carry on, carry on, carry on. Well, ex- except for your very well-made point, you know, there are lots of sports which uh, have nothing to compare them. Yeah. You know, other than shooting, within shooting. I've got to think of something else now. Take sailing and temp and bowling. There oh, we are. Yeah. What have you there got go. that I can Boom. cover both of those? Uh, Take sailing no. and temp and bowling. There's almost no similarity between the two, and yet they both fit under these this great sphere of, of what we would consider to be sports. Mm. And, and thinking about this, it's made me wonder, well, maybe sports is, is actually less specific than we think of it. For example, in New Zealand, you say sports and we think, Rugby, cricket, and a few netball. other sports. Netball. Obviously, people that engage in other sports is maybe what sports means to them. But in the, mm. the community sense of what we think of being sports are really quite limited. I mean, yeah. there are some crazy sports. Have you heard of, just to go off on a tangent, a sport called kabaddi? Yeah, is that the is that the the where the like the tag? Is that where yeah. they're in the line? Bro, yes. I've watched that on ESPN before. That is so cool to watch. It's it's mental, right? It's amazing. It's, it's I'll do my best to explain this. In yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. sport called kabaddi. There's there's two teams of of uh, I guess like five or seven people, and it's a game where the teams take turns with someone from the team to try and kind of touch a line on the other team's side and get back to score a point. And once they cross a certain threshold, the other team is allowed to kind of grab them and pull them over. Mm sort of in the bull rush sphere of things. And yeah, yeah. I remember this big moment a few years ago where everyone in New Zealand and I guess maybe more Western culture became aware of this this crazy sport that they play in Asia that was like, we've never heard of this. But for these these people, this is one of their well, top yeah. sports. And, and we have such a 
a specific view of what defines sports, whereas you compare it to America and obviously basketball, American football, baseball, mm. ice mm. hockey, other big four. And to us here in New Zealand, those aren't what we would consider to be the the traditional sports and sports. why is it that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that whole domestic and international thing is different yet people that love sports tend to love lots of sports and mm. people that don't like it don't like anything despite mm. how much range there is i mean what again to put to put you on the spot to try and unpick it <laughs> why do you think it is that some of us like yourself like me we can love lots of different sports. We we engage with that. It excites us. We can probably go and, and sit in an arena and watch a competitive game of netball, even though it's not necessarily our go-to sport, but we'll happily sit there for an hour. Whereas for some people, it can be the biggest sporting event of the year, you know, the Rugby World Cup final, the Olympics, and and they just, it doesn't click. What do you think yeah. it is about us versus other people that just, we have such a different view on it? I, 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 I mean, first, I guess it's almost that kind of like, I mean, it's not a nature versus nurture debate, but it's very much like how are you brought up, right? What are you brought up with? Is your family into sports? Like, were you growing up in an environment where sports was on the TV or you were out in the backyard or at school were you playing sports as well? I think I, you hit on that the word early when we, you know, when we introduced it was that, that community, it was the community of sports. I feel like if at a young age you're brought into this community of doing a sport, it's very easy to jump on all of these other communities of and, you know, of what's going on and stuff. But I think it also comes down to personality as well, you know? Uh, introverted, introverts are probably, you know, like it, you, we say we're social and, and introverts as, uh, from, from BuzzFeed. But there are people out there that are just full-on introverts and they would way rather just, you know, be inside uh, reading or doing something creative or doing something that way. So sports are just not on their radar at all um, and they don't have any interest. And you're right. I mean, it does kind of baffle me, but I, I feel like it, it kind of comes down to that kind of thing, like personality-wise and then also were they brought up with the stuff. I mean, also some people could have had traumatic experiences with sports when they were mm. younger, you know, and been like, I never want to look at this stuff again kind of thing because um, school was not always a good environment for everyone. You know what I mean? PE was not fun for everyone. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I, for, for us, to answer your question, for you and me, we were brought up with sports. We played sports in high school. We played sports. Oh, okay, I haven't played sport much away from high school. Um, but we engage in it. We, we engage in it all the time. Um, so it's very easy for us to... to explore new things and and stuff so uh, that that's my kind of long-winded answer to that i think you make some great points i i don't necessarily haven't come in with any particular answer or opinion myself i'm really interested to to see how your brain tries to to work through it and i think you make some some generally speaking across the board accurate points about people i would suspect who are more extroverted and more have a t tendency towards sports particularly mm. because again in this country and say america maybe in the world sports are seen as a team thing you yeah. know rugby is yeah. a team sport basketball is a team sport and the the solo sports are probably viewed again generally speaking as being a secondary rung of sports and when you were talking about introverts not wanting to play sports i thought well it'd be really interesting to see you know i i haven't 
personally interviewed or or chatted to many golfers in my time, professional golfers or true, people who true. do archery or you know pool, all sports, and having not really met people who engage in that at a semi-professional or above mm, level, mm. Um, we might be making a presumption that all of those people are either extroverts or extroverts. Sorry, extroverts or introverts. Certainly they seem more introverted because we don't see them in a team environment. Yeah, true. But then I guess there might also be like professional footballers who play a team sport but are really, really quiet. I mean, Mm. you look at someone like Stephen Adams, clearly an introvert. He is not interested in the public sphere. Lots of people have said actually his calling in life and all he wants to do because he said this is own a farm, (laughs) spend time with himself. And yet he plays in one of the most extroverted leagues in the world where people are on social media all the time and and engaging with each other on Twitter and and the general vibe of the NBA is completely extroverted. And So I guess what I'm trying to say is I think that's probably true for a significant portion of people. For a portion, yeah. And yet yeah. there are people that, that don't necessarily fit that mold. And just thinking while you were talking before, that word competition keeps coming back to me, that maybe it's more about people's desire to be competitive. Mm. There's something about them when there's a, a challenge on or a game on and go back to PE. The people who tended to enjoy PE were not people that specifically enjoyed certain sports, but people that could enjoy the getting yeah. out there and, and trying to win in a sense. Mm. But again, mm. people who love chess, Magnus Carlsen, the best chess player in the world, Bobby Fischer back in the day, I'm sure these people were extremely competitive. So so again, it can't completely be that, but that might be a certain portion of the pie. And obviously we're not going to solve the question, but you're right nature versus nurture and why did this get brought out of some people some people you know their parents make them play sport and they just don't want to and maybe if they had started later on they would have been more interested in it but kind of getting driven away from the the ugliness of competition and because sports can be oh of course not just in a you know mma ugly fighting bloody sense of the word ugly but (laughs) it can bring out the worst in people yeah, you know, being over competitive, uh, aggression, arrogance, the certain aspects of sport can be really, really unpleasant. And I can completely understand how that could turn people off that kind of environment in a similar way to how some people don't drink because they don't want to engage in that kind of atmosphere. True. They don't want yeah. to see themselves become that sort of person. I've definitely experienced sporting uh, situations with myself where. I don't want to say I've become a worse person, but a different side of me has come out. And I, I think agree. that happens totally. through competitiveness where yeah. in general life, I'm not really a very competitive person, but I'm sure you're probably similar back in the day with rugby. It brings something oh, different out of you. It can be it brilliant. Can. can bring out you know bravery in you, the sense of team spirit and a desire to help other people win that kind of community, which again, I have argued previously on the podcast, I think, we were talking about technology a few weeks ago that sport is one of the few things that technology has no control over because that sense Mm. of community that we get uh, today going running with all those people is something that you don't experience in life and other situations but equally there are those sort of those (laughs) bad sides to, to sports where I can completely understand why people would be like you know what I don't enjoy that yeah yeah, you're you you you're so you're so right, and I think, I mean, just as much as what like competition can can do as well, in the sense of wanting 
like wanting to win or needing to win like prize money and prize pools and things like that and it goes down the line of like um cheating you know cheating and um doping as well it's it's a it's been we've we've all seen it before i mean just for some example examples um armstrong Lance Armstrong, you know, he was doing it for quite a long time and he was top of the world. And when that all came out, it was kind of a bit like, well, no wonder why, you know? Um, and he argued that everyone else was doing it. And yeah. I mean, I haven't, I'm not enough of a cycling fan to strongly believe him or strongly oppose him, but he's always stood by that argument that everyone was doing it and mm. therefore the playing field was, it was equal. It was kind I of was equal. just the best on the same drugs <laughs> I was the as, best as doper I was the best doper <laughs> yeah that's yeah true actually no you, you're very right actually yeah I do I do remember that coming out and there were some people on other teams being like yeah we were made to like we were told to do it so yeah that's just competition on a whole nother level and you think of Russia as well Russia massive big doping scandals um and 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 it's just you know it's it's crazy what some countries um and what some people are willing to do to get that competitive edge to To win to win to to win. win exactly yeah that's it whether it's you know government sponsored doping which you know the not a sports film, but the best sports documentary, in my opinion, is Icarus. Icarus, seen Icarus? yeah. No, I yeah. have, I have. This, this uh, documentary where a guy, I can't remember what his name was, sort of, he went about making this this film where he wanted to, to dope intentionally mm. to see how much better at cycling he could get. Because he was a pretty good semi-professional, uh, who not what he did for a living, but he cycled a lot and he wanted to see, you know, what kind of effects could doping have on my body. And instead, this documentary became something completely different because he got put in touch with the guy, sort of the chief mastermind behind Russia's doping agency. Yeah. And yeah. it all of a sudden kind of become a thriller where this American cyclist was, was in contact with the Russians about their whole agency and this is how we came to learn about the whole Russian doping yeah. situation so whether it's this government sponsored or parents you know stories about parents being in complete control of what their kids were doing and and making them train their whole lives in order to to win or to you know get an Olympic medal or to get certain prize money we've we've heard about that toxic as- aspect of overtraining or forced doping of mm. people or or even something that down the cheating line, like I forgot until recently that the whole Lou Vincent uh, match fixing scandal, yeah, people true. making money by manipulating the sports that they were involved in in order for people to bet on them and to, to make money yeah. based on, on that. And, Which I mean, is also a, a big starting line of The Longest Yard. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Great movie. Go Great and watch movie. it. And I, I think we can't ignore the way that money and sports are intertwined. And isn't yeah. it? baffling to think that recently i learned that new zealand domestic cricket players uh so people without black caps contracts are generally paid a salary of 25 to fifty thousand new zealand dollars which is not a lot of money not a lot of money fifty thousand i would probably call somewhere around the i would imagine would be around the median salary of full-time workers in this country yeah yeah twenty five thousand dollars half of that it's nothing nothing as over a year for someone in a full-time job. And you compare that to someone like Lionel Messi, Floyd Money Mayweather, people mm. in the NBA that mm. are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, even Premier League footballers. I'm always shocked when I see, oh, this person gets $150,000 
a week yeah you break or it down even into, a, you break it down into like a minute as well and yeah. it's just a breath it's just an <laughs> amount of money that we can't even even fathom can't in certain fathom. Yeah. sports you only get money if you win so of course cheating and doping true, true. gets in, involved in this and obviously sports betting is is massive it's yeah. massive you know we have the tab in new zealand and mm-hmm. i don't think we get anywhere near as big as what it's like in america where Vegas is so full of of sports betting places and online sports betting. Um, I'm happy to say on the podcast that sports betting is something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I find Mm -hmm. that as an audience member, particularly with sports that I'm not invested in, I don't bet on teams that I follow or individuals that I follow because I I love those sports anyway. But sometimes I've found that sports betting can be a way to get into a sport. The NFL, for example, American football. I never really understood American football until the last few years and as I've learnt more I've actually found that by betting small amounts of money we're talking two dollars three dollars over the course of you know a season has actually made me research certain players more understand certain Mm. teams Mm. it's helped Mm. me understand the sport more because I've found a way to become invested in what's going on and obviously sports betting and betting generally is generally not actually something that i advocate i think it's really toxic to a lot of people uh betting and gambling money is something that can ruin people's lives can ruin you know whole families lives it's uh an addiction it's a drug um but i can understand why people get so hooked by it because it's something that i take pleasure in as an audience member you know i've been up and this makes me sound like a degenerate gambler but you know in the sense of narrative and storytelling yeah yeah, yeah. i was up at a friend's uh sort of art display thing in massey university some months ago maybe six months ago and we looked out the window and we could see a quarter of the basin reserve and i said to one of my mates who was there at the time i was like i'll give you three to one odds the next ball goes for some runs (laughs) and the funny thing was like we had no idea who was playing we could only see a quarter of the basin. We couldn't even guarantee being able to tell what had happened. Yeah. But it just meant that the two of us for that 30 seconds went, oh, I wonder who's playing. Will this happen? It's sort of that like, <laughs> not to try and compare it to, to cinema or TV or theater, but we were, we, our attention was there for that 30 seconds. Yeah, it yeah, didn't yeah, matter yeah, what, yeah, was, yeah, what yeah. was happening. That's why we were watching it. And that kind of the drug of competition whether it's being involved in sports or watching sports mm. is something that must have a chemical reaction in in our body and to to bring this loop all the way back around to to doping and betting and there are seriously negative aspects of sports that even as you know both of us being people that love sports generally can see that there's some terrible stuff that that goes on with the competition and that that drive to to win within the sports that is terrible for for some people and and you know some people must blissfully go their whole lives as professional sports and never get touched by that but yeah in this country we have the all black stream right and how many young kids lives were affected you can speak to this there was a time that you seriously you know i did i did had that dream yeah i I don't think i was i think i ever realistically thought I was going to be good enough to pursue sports but there are people who you know put five ten years into something 
and they put all the eggs in the sports basket, the All Blacks dream, and they're just not good enough, and then don't have anything to fall back on. American college kids who go in on these four-year fully paid scholarships to to play basketball and then they don't get drafted by the NBA and then they haven't been to classes because they've really been flanking out and just trying to get the minimal pass to be able to play college sports and then all of a sudden you're 23 and you have nothing else nothing yeah is the New Zealand sports culture toxic in the way that it affects secondary and high school education and goal setting and career stuff I, I don't know I'm probably somewhere on the fence but you as someone that that lived that there yeah. must be something in there, right? That, that that tantalizing, but is it healthy? Probably not. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I was just lucky that I had another complete passion at the same time. You know, like I, I I've talked about it before, just really quickly. I I was you know I was a drama kid and a sports kid at school, and so it was just lovely being that combination. And then yeah, uh, you're so right. I invested all of these years into rugby. Um, and then that one year where I didn't get picked, it was kind of just like, well, I'm going to go do the other thing I love then. And so I did. I started pursuing theater and drama and all of that acting stuff, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it can, it can be a sticky line. And for some people it can work and it can be absolutely everything to their lives. Um, and I, I, you know, you, you made up a, a, brought up a really good point before in the sense of, um, like watching sport and yeah. how like how you you see some like fans you know you, you look at you know you hear stories of like these riots and you know and all of this type of stuff if their team loses or they win or you know just the the support from from fans and how much they can get behind a team is 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 crazy scary like like mob like mentalities you know and we don't really get to that point in new zealand we no, think we don't. we're a sports loving nation yeah and there have been studies that i remember reading a study that said domestic violence in new zealand takes it, a massive spike when the all blacks lose yeah. so i don't yeah. want to say that there are negative effects of sports in this country because i believe there definitely are and mm. i'm happy to say like i think that we as a country have an unhealthy relationship with, with sports sometimes. Yeah. But if we compare that to the way that other countries, South America, South some America. countries in Europe, yeah. Uh, that, yeah, will we'll riot. They'll tear like stadiums down and uh, incite violence and, and incite racism based on a singular team that they're obsessed with. It is literally their life. Sure. Yeah. People might have a job, but all they care about is, you know, in the UK, UK and England, their football team. And it doesn't have to be a Premier League team. A lot mm. of the time it's tier two or tier three, their local team. That is all they live for. And and South America, you know, their football teams, that's all they live for. And man, and in, in this world where obviously rioting is is all through storylines of of politics, that stuff happens all the time all the in time. sports. <laughs> yeah. Especially in those in those areas of the world where for some people, that's all they have. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, you think about um, the uh, South Africa, New Zealand tour, rugby, rugby tour back in yeah. the day as well. You know, like that was a whole nother thing. And but yeah, politics can definitely be in, in sports. And I think that's the thing that we're, I guess we're coming to the conclusion of is you can understand why some people just don't want anything to do with it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, cause you can like, I think you can see the beauty in sports definitely, but I think there's so much, 
uh, tension and competition and and you know dopamine or whatever or adrenaline you know and you know I, I, let, let me say like masculinity as well you know this is so much to a lot of these sports where it can it's just very uh, it's a toxic environment um, but I think you know it's easy to see that because it always comes to the forefront you know yeah. what I mean? You always see the bad before the good. Yeah. And so I think it's very easy to just look at all of that stuff and just be like, ugh. Whereas I think sports have done so much for so many people. Um, I, just to just to bring it back on a point that you said before about like domestic um, cricket players here in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Jamieson has just been brought in the IPL, uh, uh, the uh, uh, Indian Prem- Premier League, uh, in- India. India, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah, India yeah, Premier, League. Premier League. Yeah. yeah, he's just been brought for $2.86 million, which is the highest uh, New Zealand cricketer has been brought for, for the IPL. And Kyle Jamison has really just, like, come from nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, you know, like, he's he's obviously had a, um, t- a few tests now with the Black Caps, and he is now the most paid Black Cap ever in an IPL. And I kind of like situation. ten weeks, yeah, ten weeks of your life. Yeah, you play a few games. Um, it's crazy. And you get paid that that crazy amount of money. I think Kyle Jamison's or uh, sorry, Black Caps contract somewhere between a hundred k and one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I think it depends on match fees. So still a significant amount of money, of course. But that's for a whole year. Yeah, when you compare that to, uh, again, not to make this sound. Um, I don't know what the word is, but but an Indian business owner who's probably a billionaire saying yeah we'll give you 2.8 million dollars just ludicrous amounts of money <laughs> yeah. for a small amount of time and effort put in and, and sports i think probably even more you know in recent decades has moved to be this great capitalist thing yep. because yep. money is such money. a big part of what goes on Obviously, something yeah. that's uh, a positive social movement that's happening at the moment is the attempt to get equality in women's and men's sports pay. Mm. Mm. There was a comparison of the the recent T Twenty domestic cricket uh, final in New Zealand and what the the bonuses given to the New Zealand domestic winning team and the women's domestic team, and it's just crazy imbalance and for most sports it's that is the that is the case that's the story men get paid a lot more and women get paid a lot less and i'd like to think that generally speaking in the sports world we're trying to even out that process but it's a capitalist venture it's a politics venture and some people who have all the money just don't care about any of that stuff they just want the best people in the world and think the best people in the world are men and they bring in the, the biggest audience. So of course they get paid more money. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, yeah. if you are someone that hates capitalism or you're, you're all of the intersection of, of money, like you said before, if you don't have access to that and you see that LeBron James has paid $200 million for a few years of playing basketball, how could you possibly sign on to being invested in that as an mm. audience member mm. yeah it's 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 crazy and I, you 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 did uh, you it's that word audience and it's like it's viewership right yeah and that's exactly why the inequality is there it's viewership not people aren't watching women play their sports 
you know and so that's why so much more time gets invested into the men because the men's competitions and leagues so it's just where the viewerships is um so yeah it's really up to you know us as as viewers and things like that to 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 just support our women more you know and definitely get the um yeah the equality back up in the sense of pay and and stuff so it's 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 yeah it's weird it's weird money money will ever you know the way that trading works and and stuff like that you know with teams you know players are just trading cards to these big corporations you know they just lay them all out on a table and be like oh yep well you know i'll give you this guy for this guy and this bag of money you know it's just puzzle pieces absolutely just puzzle pieces and and weirdly i don't think that has taken off in in new zealand in new zealand no and i don't know if it's just because there isn't enough money or the certain sports we have but to be honest that kind of business aspects of sports and the the tactics and the trading and the intersection of money is something that i like that's why yeah, I've leaned yeah. into the NBA and the NFL over recent years, and I've moved away from watching rugby. I find pretty boring nowadays. Um, I've just put it out there. Ah! It's something that I'm getting less interested in. Yeah, nah, in. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because the, the NBA and the NFL, not only is there the on-the-field stuff, there's the the money ball aspect of how can we get better? Yeah, exactly. What play will make a massive difference? the intersection of money and trades and this person is worth this much money and how much money is worth future draft picks and are mm. we trying to win now or are we trying to win in six years time what's the state of the league all that stuff i find really really fascinating and that has nothing to do with what happens on the field i think in mm. new zealand i was trying to figure out why that hasn't happened in sports in this country and i think it just comes down to the fact that within sports there's a few I wrote down variations of time in the sense that traditional sport time is in that 80 to 90 minutes area. I put rugby in there. I put uh, football in there. Mm. I put sports that are, I guess, uh, an around the two-hour mark kind of engagement in the same way as film, often two hours. Maybe there's something about two hours is the time that we can – focus our brain on i don't know maybe someone's done a study on that i won't go into it but i put that in the traditional camp and then you have you know long so test cricket's an example some people can't understand how people can watch test cricket for five days but there are people (laughs) like myself who are like we're just checking on the tv you don't really have to watch it that much and if something happens something happens it's kind of just you have it on in the background in the same way that you'd have parks and rec on in the background while you're making dinner even though you've watched the, that episode <laughs> before marathons being another aspect you know they don't take five days but within comparing marathons to the 1500 meter sprint of the olympics would be considered a long form sport mm, mm. and you have singular action sports so a lot of the olympic sports fit this boat you know shot put discus diving sh- shooting i guess who can do the singular thing the best and score the most points or or do something the furthest and then you have this concept of of season like this is where you know something like the tour de france there's singular races but it's all about over the 30 days or however long it is who Mm. wins motorsport is similar it's all about what happens in the season and i think the american sports are more focused on that season the longevity 
one year, what's a year and five years and 10 years in the money that comes in? In New Zealand, sure, we have like a Super 15. Uh, we have domestic T20 cricket, but we don't really think of it as how does this year affect next year affect the next year after that. True. And my interest in American sports sort of best represented by Moneyball and this concept of analytics mm, and statistics mm. and what happened last year and how that affects this year. My brain has been captured by all of that American outside what happens on the field type focus. Whereas in New Zealand, in some way, we're a little bit more just what happens on the pitch. Oh, yeah, focused, chuck them on. I think. <laughs> you're, so, you're so right. I, I guess I, 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 it's weird in the sense of, I guess for me, that's why it kind of deters me a little bit. Yeah. In the sense of like, you know, everyone's uh, there's there's so many more cogs to a wheel. Whereas for me, when it comes to rugby, I just want to appreciate the players that are like on the field and what's going on there. And then you know, because obviously it's like some players move around, but barely, barely ever. You know, contracts are you know a few years kind of thing. But you're so right. Um, uh, I guess the only other big thing that I keep up to to date with is the the Premier League. You know, and th- those kind of trades and who's moving where and stuff like that, especially especially with my team and, and things. Actually, that was a question I was going to quickly going to ask you. Who, who's your for, for people? I mean, I know, but for people that don't know, who, who's your who's your Premier League team? Uh, my Premier League team is is Chelsea. Chelsea, which, yeah, of course. Again, New Zealand sports. We we follow teams outside of our country, and if you meet an American person and you tell them that you support a uh, an American NBA team or you meet someone from England and you say you support a Premier League team but they're often fascinated they're like why do you what? care what, why yeah you? yeah true and we have to explain to them well we have access to it and sure we don't live there but but a fascinating concept right that whole New Zealand microcosm of there's only so much stuff going on here and, and international news lots of stuff happens elsewhere so yeah I've been supporting Chelsea since 2008 or something mm, mm, I haven't mm. There are other teams that I support with more uh, ferocity now that yes. the Premier League gets dropped mm-hmm. off. But yeah, 100% that's my team and they've been my team for, I guess, like coming up to 15 years. Are you, you're you a United fan, aren't you? I am a United fan, oh, yes. Scum. Yeah, scum. all right, okay. Turn yeah, them off, I everyone. It. I get it all the Tim. But yeah, I do, you know, like I, I follow their social medias and stuff. Like I keep up to date with where everyone's at, stats and how they're going and things. You know, they're second at the table at the moment. So it's, it, you, you're so right. We do, I think, outside of, I mean, you know, we have our A-League here in New Zealand, Australia, but that football is just, you know, not the same. Yeah. But the thing is, is that it's the exact same sport, but then why are, why are most people kind of gravitating towards the Premier League? It's because of money right yeah bigger players you know there's more investment to it even though it is exactly the same sport maybe skill set a little bit you know different and a lot more that's why people go to the premier league because people are trading the best players to that part of the world to go and play the best football that they can so yeah it's 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 going to be forever sports is forever going to be politics you know there's a i think there's a tribal aspect that we don't necessarily see in New Zealand, that we have a fascination with in the UK, in America, in Europe. In New Zealand, I think sports is a national thing. Mm. It's a, we care about the All Blacks more than any domestic team. I'd be surprised to meet someone who would care more about why cut or rugby than the All Blacks. The All Blacks, yeah. Similarly, we love the Olympics because it's us against the world. Heck yeah. You know, when the All Whites made the World Cup, 
oh. football was never bigger in this country oh. because everyone so could get in behind the same team. Yeah. And our domestic teams don't, because we're so focused on the national unity and having the best people represent us on the world stage, we don't get quite so intense in domestic sports of any kind. Whereas mm. in the States, they don't care about national that's why some of the best nba players don't play for the the u.s for the u.s yeah the olympics they definitely don't play in the world basketball championships that happened last year or the year before the FIBA tournament america i don't even think came to the top three because all the nba players are now we don't care they don't care about the 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 national uh sort of aspect of sports i mean the world the the baseball series is called the World Series in America, but it's just all the American domestic teams Americans. playing off against yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that tribalism of states, in the same way of the tribalism, and you know, and I watched a brilliant documentary that focused on the rivalry in football between Southampton and Portsmouth, which are two uh, yeah. uh, small towns, cities. I don't know, maybe like anywhere from 50,000 to 200,000 people uh, in the south of England and how that rivalry, that hatred is so set in. It doesn't matter that the people that play for the teams aren't that great. It's about that rivalry and look at the, you know, the way that domestic teams in the Premier League have nothing to do with the players that play for them. Most of them are international. Most of them are not even from the UK. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. It's, it's the team that represents that area and it has yeah. nothing to do with national identity. And I think the way that we relate to sports in this country is for the most part nationally yeah. minded. You know, we mm. care about New Zealand on the world stage, which I think is a good thing. I, th- yeah. I think because we have that aspect, possibly we skip some of the worst aspects of sports that maybe other parts of the world are privy to. Not on, you know, not completely. There's still negative aspects of sports in this country, but for whatever reason, that New Zealand sense of identity and culture, the stuff that they drill into you at school about like Gallipoli, and that's when New Zealand, you know, identity was formed, and yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Is, is just reflective in the way that we we engage with sports in this country compared to people all around the world and I wonder if that will change you know people are getting way more into basketball because Stephen Adams following American sports leagues will the domestic scene in New Zealand ever actually have any sort of heated rivalry or, or are we just the way our country is made up the amount of money or lack thereof involved in sports the way that sports and politics don't mix quite quite as much here as you know and massive other other mm, places mm. in the world you know will, will that ever change are we forever just going to be a national country where the dreamers 17 year olds want to wear the black jersey yeah that's a good point yeah cause I, I i was so disappointed that the olympics haven't happened mm. you know i love the olympics so much and you're and you're so right it is it's it's watching it's watching our people on a world stage just going for it you know and yeah I, I think yeah I think you're very right it'll be interesting watching these you know like it, for instance like Kyle Jamieson going over to the IPL I mean we've always had those like players going and playing in the IPL because that's what the IPL really is um, but yeah watching Kiwis go and do their thing overseas is like a you know even though if you don't follow the sport it's still a bit like yo <laughs> like that's that that's cool you know so yeah it'll be it will be interesting to see what happens i think you know covid has not helped uh sports uh, and everything that has been before 2020 
you know um hence why we haven't got the olympics and we still have no idea whether we're going to get the olympics it will probably be postponed to the next olympics which i'm very sad about because i love the olympics so much um yeah i think you know countries countries are doing their best to still give us you know i and we're so lucky here in new zealand that we can have thousands of people in stands and stadiums and you know just for the just for the sake of our sportsmen playing as well you know you watch overseas and people they're just going into empty stadiums like you know as a sportsman I wonder how demoralizing that is or you just get to a point where it's like no I'm here to do a job I'm here to get paid I'm here to play a sport you know but I feel like for me if I couldn't play in front of because I mean that's the kind of actor I am as well with theater Mm. if I can't play in front of people then I'm just not getting a lot from it you know so yeah it'll be interesting to see how COVID gets handled across the world and when sports will really be this big communal thousands of people once again you can get out and and see it like i said new zealand we're lucky um for our people over in you know the the uk and and america and just you know it'll it'll all get there and it'll it'll be the same soon (laughs) yeah and there's a world where you know fingers crossed i hope this won't happen and i suspect it won't there's a weird world where covid could go on for five years and there's people who you know organized sports will be able to go on because you can put them in a bubble there's enough money for people to pay for the certain procedures and vaccinations and yada 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 but it might be a much longer time before under seven football in Mm. northern wales can happen and there might be kids that grow up that go from five to ten who would normally engage in sports i say with sort of quotations because i don't want to imply that anyone is more inclined to sports than anyone else but you know, would we even like sports if we didn't play anything between the age of five to ten? Possibly not. Yeah, like possi- it could yeah, completely yeah. change a certain generation of the way that people in game and uh, engage in particularly team sports. Because if you never play it, how can you gain a love from it? But mm-hmm. I mean, fingers crossed that that doesn't happen. And as you say, at, at the moment in New Zealand, we have a luxury where all manner of sports are out. I mean, today I I ran a 10k you with, ran with 10,000 people with, with thousands and thousands <laughs> of of people and and yeah sure we we were tied together at the the hip with bits of elastic and maybe i won't get paid 2.86 million dollars to to do it for 10 weeks but man what a blessing and to be honest like to to really wrap this up today it was beautiful to be out there mm. with community with people and, and just running around Oriental Bay and Evans Bay with people of all different athletic abilities. You know, there was a guy who was pushing his two kids in a stroller in a, in a, oh. at the same pace that we were running. And I was like, what? Wow. Imagine if that was at the Olympics. Like, yeah. That, you know, that's something that I would pay to see. I'd put $2 on the guy from Trinidad and Tobago pushing his kids faster than the person from uh, Nicaragua. And then this New Zealand... 45 year old father of three goes from being an accountant to all of a sudden gold men- you know you can't argue with the the unlimited number of narratives that sports can provide which is yep. no wonder why the brilliant films and tv shows and storytelling from sports can absolutely link into one another and maybe there is an aspect of the fact that us as performative people are naturally inclined to sports whereas perhaps someone who is a painter and the way that their 
brain processes art and it's them and the canvas and no one else and they hang it in a gallery and they're not there watching the people look at the artwork maybe there's something in that chemical balance of someone's brain and personality that relates to sports in a way that's different to you and I Mm. someone do a study do a study on it and get back to me let us know but for now we'll just have to try and let muffins decide (laughs) how we feel about sports maybe BuzzFeed needs to do that like a reverse of what your favourite muffin says about why you like sports or not. Write it down. Write it down. I don't Write know if down. you can create a BuzzFeed quiz. Can, can you just go I on think, and... Yeah, I think, can't you, you just like... BuzzFeed just sign creator up for or BuzzFeed? can you just make a random can, one? I if don't we know. can, we should... We should. Do some random ones. Yeah. Stay, stay tuned, everyone. Stay, stay tuned. tuned. <laughs> uh, we'll be shutting down the podcast, but we will be releasing an exclusive line of... Bros and Brews, BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed. Quiz, and that will tell you everything you need to know about life. <laughs> Great conversation, man. Hey, but uh, I, I've been wanting to do a sports one for a while, and it's been really interesting going through this and actually, like you know, talking about my love for sport, but also hearing the harsh reality of how some of it is quite bad. Um, but I think, you know, it's a good conversation to have and to note and to just talk about why we really do love these things. You know, I think, you know, my last kind of message is that everyone has their own kind of motives, you know, Mm. I think it just depends on how you are as a person and what you want to interact with and be is what you will see, you know? So yeah, I, I don't know. Get outside. Go do something. <laughs> it's my last message now. Get outside now. <laughs> and go do something. Play with a no, ball. I, score I think, some points. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. I think sports can be too often thrown in a, in a one-dimensional basket of like 20 people on a field. But, it, you know, for some people that isn't what, what sports means to them. It might be the people that go for a 10K run every single morning yeah. but would yeah. never ever want to do team sports with lots of people for me today it was going for the run and also i ended up at calvin gym with 10 other people playing basketball for an hour half of them i didn't know before i've never met before a couple of them were really close friends but for that hour we all engaged and it's like tabby and kai were both there they spoke about it when they were on the podcast for us there was just that sense of community but for some people that isn't a thing at all and i've always just been fascinated to try and figure out why it is that sports doesn't register for some people but regardless of whether you watch sports or not Moneyball The Longest Yard Happy Gilmore Remember the Titans Dodgeball five films that we recommend to everyone out there on that note because it is it's a long one we've gone over I think it's time to say that's it for this week to everyone out there listening thank you for listening and we will see you next time I'll be waiting for you to come around Hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground